Talking benefits. 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 Talking. Talking. Talking benefits. You're listening to Talking Benefits, the podcast brought to you by the International Foundation of Employee Benefit Plans. Every month, we dive into retirement, healthcare, hot topics and trends, and whatever else the benefits industry throws at us. I'm Justin Held. I'm Julie Stick. I'm Ann Patterson. Let's talk benefits. In our last episode of 2022, we chatted briefly about the Secure 2.0 Act. It was one of the ghosts of benefits future. Well, we're dipping our toes into the future now, and since we last spoke, the Secure 2.0 Act was included in the 4,155-page omnibus spending bill that passed on December 23rd when President Biden signed it into law. You just wanted to say omnibus, didn't yes. you, Justin? We don't get to say it very often. <laughs> well, and there was 4,155 pages. He wanted to say that, yes. too. Yes, fun facts, right away. <laughs> so what is the Secure 2.0 Act, and why should plan sponsors care so much? We're going to dive into that today. We're going to talk about how it will really impact plan participants. So Justin and Julie, let's talk Secure 2.0 Act benefits. Okay, so the Secure 2.0 Act of 2022, but we've shortened it to Secure 2.0 Act, aims to increase retirement savings and expand coverage to employer-sponsored retirement plans. Major goals of the law include workers saving more, saving earlier, and keeping money in a qualified retirement plan longer while allowing emergency access to some savings. So we'll be discussing examples of which components may be of interest to employers, and these are going to fall into a few general categories that we created. Uh, So we're going to start with those that are related to plan design. First is student loan match. So this will allow employers to match employee student loan payments with retirement plan contributions for non-discrimination testing purposes. A plan may test separately the employees who receive matching contributions on student loan repayments. And this will be effective for contributions made for plan years beginning after December 31st of 2023. Now, the root of this idea is in Abbott's Freedom to Save program, which has been around since 2018. And we actually covered it in a podcast episode in August of 2019. Okay, so next up is emergency savings accounts. And we've been talking about these for a while as a way that employers can help their employees start a savings habit. We've chatted about the difficulty people have in paying for an emergency expense like a car or furnace repair or buying a new refrigerator. We've also discussed the challenges to retirement security if employees take loans or hardship withdrawals from their 401k accounts. Now, under the new law, employers will now have the option of offering so-called sidecar accounts alongside defined contribution retirement plan accounts. Employers can automatically enroll non-highly compensated employees into this emergency account up to 3% of their salary, and the emergency account is capped at a max of $2,500. That amount can be lower if the employer wants. The money is taken out via payroll deduction and is taken out after tax. Employees must be allowed to take money out of the account monthly with up to four withdrawals without penalty, fees, or taxes. 
This provision goes into effect for plan years beginning after December 31st of 2023. It appears that a plan amendment will be needed to implement these accounts, and we will for sure be watching for regulatory guidance on how these accounts will work. So next, I'm going to mention 403B plan participation for multiple employer plans and pooled employer plans. Uh, This provision enables eligible small employers that want to offer 403B plans Uh, which are generally sponsored by charities, educational institutions, and nonprofits, to participate in multiple employer plans, or MEPs, and pooled employer plans, or PEPs. And this provision is effective for plan years beginning after December 31st of 2022. And uh, another provision that I will mention uh, that fits into this plan design category is the ability to roll 529 plan funds into a Roth IRA. Uh, As you may know, uh, 529 plans are accounts that offer tax benefits uh, when used for educational expenses for a beneficiary, Uh, things like tuition, books, room and board, etc. Withdrawing funds for non-qualified reasons carries income tax penalties as well as a 10% penalty on earnings. And as someone who is currently funding two 529 accounts, it would be nice to have that flexibility uh, if one of my daughters decides to forego the four-year college route. And this provision has some limitations, most importantly, a $35,000 lifetime transfer limit. And this new design feature will go into effect in 2024. Interesting stuff. Um, Thanks, Justin. So the next component of interest is expand worker eligibility and access, increase savings, uh, starting with increasing the RMD age. So as my fellow benefit nerd enthusiasts will recall, for many years, the required minimum distribution age, or RMD, was 70 and a half. This meant that anyone with a pre-tax defined contribution account, like a 401k or a 403b or an IRA, needed to start drawing down their balance starting at age 70 and a half. These withdrawals would be taxable. And if money wasn't taken or not enough money was taken, excise taxes would be charged. Now, with the original SECURE Act that was passed in 2019, the RMD age was increased to 72. With the new law, the age increased to 73 starting this year on January 1st, and the age will be increased further to 75 starting on January 1st of 2033. Julie, why are the age increases happening? Well, that's a really good question, Ian. Uh, These increases are being legislated in recognition of the need for increased retirement security due to longer lifespans and higher costs in retirement. Older individuals may not have needed to take money out at 70 and a half or even at 72. They may want to hang on to that money for future years or even decades. So one of the more substantial provisions of SECURE Act 2.0 is the establishment of starter 401k plans for employers that have no current retirement plan offerings. So what does this mean? This provision permits an employer uh, that does not sponsor a retirement plan to offer a starter 401k plan or a safe harbor 403b plan. A starter 401k plan or safe harbor 403b generally requires that all employees be automatically enrolled in the plan at a deferral rate of 3% to 15% of compensation. And this provision will be effective for plan years beginning after December 31st of 2023. Uh, So this is something that we're going to be keeping a close eye on throughout the year. 
Another is creating a retirement savings, lost and found. I wish I had this for my toddler's mittens, which keep (laughs) disappearing. Um, So this is a national online searchable lost and found database for Americans' retirement plans at the U.S. Department of Labor. This database would enable retirement savers who might have lost track of their retirement plan to search for their plan administrator's contact information. And the database is directed to be completed no later than December 23, 2024. So we'll watch for that. Okay, so next up um, are long-term part-time employees and their eligibility to participate in defined contribution plans like 401k and 403b. With the first SECURE Act in 2019, eligibility service rules were expanded to be more than one year of service with 1,000 or more hours. The first law added the rule that long-term part-time workers who completed three consecutive years of service, during which they worked at least 500 hours annually, would be eligible to participate in the plan. With the new 2.0 law, those three years of service are reduced to two. This is effective for plan years beginning after December 31st of 2024. Another potentially significant provision uh, are auto-enrollment requirements. Uh, So this provision requires 401k and 403b plans to automatically enroll all new eligible employees at a 3% contribution rate Uh, And that rate would be increased annually by 1% until it reaches at least 10%, but not more than 15%. Uh, And this is significant, but there are a a number of exemptions that are listed. Um, Employers with current 401k or 403b plans, uh, businesses with 10 or fewer employees, businesses that are less than three years old, and church and governmental plans would be exempt. And this provision will be effective for plan years beginning after December 31st of 2024. Another is higher catch-up contribution limits. So this raises the limit for catch-up contributions to 401k or similar plans to the greater of $10,000 or 50% more than the regular catch-up amount in 2025 for individuals who are 60, 61, 62, and 63. And the increased amounts are indexed for inflation after 2025. Like a lot of these other provisions, this is effective for taxable years beginning after December 31st, 2024. Okay, so now let's move on to after-tax options. So the first provision under the after-tax options umbrella, uh, and another biggie here, is designating employer contributions as after-tax income. So what does this entail specifically? So this gives employees the option to designate employer contributions as after-tax income, uh, meaning that these contributions would be taxed in the current tax year instead of the year in which the funds are withdrawn. Uh, Julie and I chatted about this earlier in the week, and we described it as basically the Rothification of the employer contribution portion of your investment. And this provision is effective on the date of enactment of SecureX 2.0. Is this a real word? Rothification. It is. Oh, okay. It okay. is. <laughs> I just, I didn't, I've never had seen it before. So oh. I was like, oh, new words. Um, <laughs> all right. Elective deferrals, generally limited to regular contribution limit is another. So this provides that, again, all catch up contributions to qualified retirement plans are subject to Roth tax treatment. Could I call this a Rothification? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's, I guess. I think it, I think it counts. 
It's effective for taxable years beginning after December 31st of 2023. Starting in 2024, participants with annual wages up to $145,000 may make catch-up contributions with respect to both pre-tax and Roth contributions, while participants with wages over $145,000 may make catch-up contributions only with respect to Roth contributions. Wow. Okay, that was quick on that category. (laughs) Uh, Let's move on to provisions tied to distributions for purposes other than retirement. Yeah, so the first uh, provision that we're going to discuss here is the use of retirement funds in connection with qualified federally declared disasters. To me, it seems like every time I watch the news, uh, one of the top stories is addressing a new hurricane, a new flood, uh, new fires. The list just goes on and on. Uh, And this provision creates permanent rules relating to the use of retirement funds in the case of a disaster. The rules would allow up to $22,000 to be distributed from employer-sponsored retirement plans without penalty. And for timing purposes, this is effective for disasters uh, that occurred on or after January 26th of 2021. Okay, so it's retro. Mm -hmm. Another is use of retirement funds for certain emergency expenses. So this creates rules for distributions used in emergency expenses, which are unforeseeable or immediate financial needs relating to personal or family emergency expenses. One distribution of up to $1,000 would be permissible per year, and the employee would have the option to repay the distribution within three years. So that's a nice addition, and this is effective for distributions made after December 31st of 2023. Now, for a summary of all Secure 2.0 Act provisions included in the omnibus bill, see the Senate summary in the show notes. And we've also included previous blog posts and a link to our Secure 2.0 webpage if you want to dive into additional background information. The Washington Legislative Update is coming up May 22nd through the 23rd in Washington, D.C. If you're looking for the latest need-to-know information on legislative changes impacting plans and plan participants, this is the conference for you. Don't miss out on the chance to hear straight from the experts. Collaborate with your peers and lead your organization with confidence. Visit ifebp.org slash Washington for all the details. And we are back. We could talk about the SECURE Act all day. We don't have to. No, we don't (laughs) have to? Thanks. Great. Um, And there are some more very interesting parts of the bill that we have not discussed, um, but I don't think that our listeners signed up for a 12-hour episode. Um, so let's do this in more of a rapid-fire fashion. Uh, and can you get us started with QLACs, please? Sure, QLACs. So that is Qualifying Longevity Annuity Contracts. It removes various limitations of current Treasury Department Qualifying Longevity Annuity Contracts. Um, And this is effective for contracts purchased or received in an exchange on the date of enactment. Okay, there's a provision relating to simple and SEP Roth IRAs. This provision permits employees who are participating in a simple IRA or a simplified employee pension, also known as SEP, to elect to treat elective deferrals and employer contributions as after-tax Roth contributions. It's Rothification. A SEP IRA allows only employers to contribute to the plan. 
and employees are not allowed to add money. The simple IRA allows employees to add money using elective deferrals from their paycheck so they can control how much they want to save. And another provision that may not necessarily make headlines but is extremely important is the waiver of the early distribution penalty for victims of domestic abuse. Specifically, this provision waives the 10% tax on early distributions for victims of domestic abuse who take early distributions from their retirement plans. And this provision is effective for distributions that are made after December 31st of 2023. Another is a tax credit for employing military spouses. So this creates a new tax credit for small employers that allow military spouses to participate in the employer's defined contribution plan. And this is effective for taxable years beginning after the date of enactment. And lastly is an adjustment of the tax credit for a small employer pension plan startup costs. This provision increases the current small business startup credit, which was set in the original Secure Act law, from 50% to 100% of administrative costs, up to an annual cap of $5,000 for employers with up to 50 employees. This provision is effective for taxable years beginning after December 31st of 2022. And that is going to do it for this month's episode. Uh, We wanted to thank you all for listening. uh, And we also wanted to give a big shout out to Amanda Wilkie. Uh, She's one of our information specialists who we've given shout outs to in the past. Uh, We designed this episode based on a very helpful blog that she put together uh, based on the Secure Act. We've included a link to the blog in the show notes if you want to read more. If you like what you hear, please rate us on iTunes. It helps others find the podcast and subscribe to the show in your podcast app so that our episodes will automatically appear on your mobile device. Talking Benefits is a production of the International Foundation of Employee Benefit Plans, the largest educational association for those working in the benefits industry. If you're into benefits, check out all the International Foundation has to offer at ifebp.org. Our show is hosted by Justin Held, Ann Patterson, and me, Julie Stick. Produced by Stacey Van Alstyne and edited by Amanda Gilsmer. Today's program is copyrighted in 2023 by the International Foundation of Employee Benefit Plans, All Rights Reserved. The opinions expressed in the podcast are those of the speakers and not to be used as legal counsel. It's Rothification. Rothification. Roth 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 Rothification. Rothification. It is Rothification. It's Rothification. <laughs> Sorry, you can take all that out, Amanda. <clears throat>